There's some changes that need to be happening. Amen. And I want to start off in this scripture here in Jeremiah 23 verse 4. The Lord gave us this scripture when we first got here. I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them. You know, it's not just about going to church and being a Christian. It's about feeding on the word. It goes here to say, and they shall fear no more. He wants to feed you. Jesus appeared to Peter and said, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. And he wants to feed you out of fear to where they shall fear no more. Nor be dismayed or discouraged or confused. Nor shall they be lacking, says the Lord. He wants to feed your courage to grow. He wants to feed your faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He wants to feed the spirit of God that dwells on the inside of you. He wants to feed the wisdom and the knowledge you've already received an impartation of. But he wants it to grow to another level. And so he wants to feed us with his word. And he feeds us with, according to Isaiah 11, 2 and 3, where it says, And, the, it says, and the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. And that word, the spirit of the Lord, means the divine spirit who communicates the power of God. And the divine spirit of God will rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding. And this is a sevenfold spirit here, uh, spirits of God, the seven candles of God. And he breaks it down into three different areas. And the spirit of wisdom and understanding is for our intellectual life. That we don't have to go through life trying to understand it with our little brain. And it talks about the spirit of counsel and might which is for our practical life. And the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord is about the relationship of life. And verse 3 says that he will delight in obeying the Lord. And look, look at this now. He will not judge by appearance. The spirit of God is to help us enter into a rest and a frame of mind of peace. I don't have to go around trying to figure things out by what they seem to be appearing, what it seems like, but it says here, it will not judge by appearance nor make a decision. How many have some big decisions you're facing? They will not make a decision based on hearsay. I don't have to have all the answers. God is going to give me some answers in a supernatural way, a divine speech that's going to give him all the glory. Amen. It goes on to say that the earth will be filled with people who know the Lord. Then Romans 11.33 goes on to say, oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. Man, I mean, he's got the wisdom and knowledge to cover everything in your life. How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. So many times I want to do my decision or my way. It almost seems impossible, but he will let us in on it. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give him advice? And who has given him so much that he needs to pay it back? For everything comes from him, the wisdom, the counsel, the, the uh, knowledge of God. It comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory and all the glory to him forever and ever. Amen. God wants to partner with you in your parenting. I spoke about fathers whose hearts return to the children and children to the fathers. I spoke about how God wants to be the divine voice behind your natural voice. I want to talk today about God speaking things and to let you know in different areas and to, and to equip you. And it says even in Hebrews 13, 20, and 21, Now may the God of peace, somebody shout out the God, God. of peace. He is the God of shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. He's the shield of peace. He's the one who encompass, he, he compasses you with peace and restores you. And he talks about the God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood. Verse 21, may he, 
not the church. May he equip you with all you need. Somebody shout out, I receive that. You may be up against some mountains. You may be in a family situation, a job situation. It says here, may he equip you with all that you need for doing his will. And may he produce in you, through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to him. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Can I hear amen? amen. He wants to give you the mind of Christ. Say, I have, I have. the mind of Christ. You know, it's impossible to know the thoughts of God. It's impossible to comprehend the thoughts in the heart of God. But yet, he gets, he gets us visions and revelations of his will. And the word of God says we have the mind of Christ. Now, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, get this. If I can have the mind of Christ, I can have the tongue of Christ. He, they used to speak of Jesus this way. No man has ever spoke like this man. Jesus spoke in a way that even demons listened and trembled and obeyed. He spoke in a way that bondages and things were broken by just the power of his speech. He spoke in the word of God that he had the tongue of the learned. And if there's something I want to encourage you dads is, is to write this down. Every day confess, I have the tongue of the learned with my partner, with my children. I have the tongue of the learned with the people I associate with. I have the tongue of the learned in speaking to God and flowing in the spirit. I have the tongue of the learned, and even my children will say that what I hear is not coming from my dad. There's another voice behind the voice that I hear ringing, and it will remind them of the things of God. So we see here God partnering up with us and showing us things for our good. Now, I want to show you one of the ways that he reveals his will to us. And I want to share some things that may be out of the box this morning. Is that okay? Is it okay that I share some things out of the box but in Scripture? Is that okay? And I want you to see here in Genesis chapter 1 verse 5, we want to go to the beginning. And I want you to see this. God called the light day and darkness he called night. Now look at this. So the evening and the morning were the first day. He doesn't say the morning and the evening was the first day. He said the evening and the morning was the first day. Now I want you to understand that the beginning started and is... The thoughts of God. God is the author of the Bible, and it's his thoughts that he revealed. The Bible is written with a Hebrew mindset. And when it gets here to America, we change things around, and we do all this and that. But all through the word of God is going to make sense to you. And I want you to see this, because we have to get this down for things to change that I'm going to bring to you today. The Hebrew mindset is that Monday does not start tomorrow Monday starts at 6 o'clock this afternoon. According to the Hebrew mindset, tomorrow is not tomorrow. This evening starts tomorrow. When Jesus died at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, they had to hurry and get him in the grave before 6. Because 6 o'clock Friday afternoon was Sabbath. They had to hurry and get him in the tomb before Sabbath came. Because they were not allowed to do anything once Sabbath comes. So many times you hear people say, oh, tomorrow's Monday. Oh, I don't know what type of day it's going to be. No, no, no. This afternoon at 6 o'clock, the way you spend this evening prepares your Monday. You just don't wake up and say it's Monday. No, you prepare for it in the evening of the day before. And as you're going to see tonight, that God is the God of the night season. 
And you're going to see tonight, especially for those who love to sleep, you're going to see in the Word of God how God is activated while we sleep to speak counsel, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding so that when we wake up in the morning, it is sealed in our hearts and go into operation. With this American mindset, many times we just get up and we say, Lord, bless this day. I thank you for a good day. And then the day just sometimes just goes haywire and we have trouble making our decisions. It's because according to God, the evening was the beginning of the morning. And so he starts it in a new day. So this is something for us to see. And I hear so many say, Pastor, you don't know. I have trouble going to sleep at night. I don't sleep at night. I don't sleep good at night. Well, after today, that is going to change. And you're going to live in a whole different way. Favor is going to increase. Your day is going to change. Your lifestyle is going to change. Your children's going to change. And how many are ready for that? Amen. God wants to set us up for divine encounters with God. And I want you to see out of Job 33... Verse 4 and then 15 through 18. And you have your scriptures on your bulletin. I want you to go back and study these. But I want you to see what it says here. The Spirit of God has made me. Now as you know, listen. you got to see yourself as God sees you. You are made in the image of God. You are a three-part person. The real you is a spirit. Your spirit is going to live forever. You are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. So I want you to see here that it says, the Spirit of God has made me. I'm a spirit being. And the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Now look at this. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while they're slumbering on their beds, then, then, when they're in a deep sleep, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. Now, I want you to just absorb that. You may be saying right now, what are you saying? You're going to hear what I'm saying. It's foolish to stay up late and get up early, the Bible says. It's foolish to not sleep and worry and fret and even pray all night when God wants us to sleep so our minds are shut off and in stillness and quietness and rest shall be your reward. It says here that in a vision of the night, deep sleep will fall upon men while they sleep in their beds. And he opens their ears of men and seals their instruction. Now, God has spoken to me many, many years. I hear him speak to me in the shower. How many sing in the shower? Well, God speaks to me in the shower. And I know others that he speaks to. And many times you wonder, why does God speak? And I hear other people, why does God speak to me in the shower? It's because he seals instruction in your heart while you're, while you're asleep. And then when you get in that quiet place in the morning, all of a sudden God starts revealing revelation to you. And it goes on to say in the book of Job, look at this. In order, he sleeps and seals things in your heart while you sleep. In order to turn man from his deed, wrong decisions. Wrong pathway. And to conceal pride from me. Now what does that mean? If I would get a revelation while I'm awake. I could say God told me. And pride could be in that God told me. It could lift me up by saying listen to what God told me. But when something comes out of my mouth. I don't even know where it came from. 
And when I get up in the morning and I go, no, we're not taking that trip. And they go, why? Because, I don't know, we're just not going. And I don't have to have all the answers to what I feel. But God has spoken into my heart during the night and sealed it for the next verse. To keep back his soul from the pit and his life by perishing by the sword. God can rescue our lives by speaking to our spirits at night while we sleep. He can open our ears and our natural minds not interfering. Our own wisdom, our own understanding, our own philosophies are not, are not getting in the way so that we can have a clear channel for God to impart his wisdom and knowledge into our hearts. How many know he loves you that much? And he's talking here to save you from the sword. You take, for example, this church. So many pastors has rebuilt this same building. They've gotten the, 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 the plans and they've built a church in Natchitoches with these plans and in Texas and other places. And they say, do you mind? No, I don't mind because let me tell you what happened with building this church. We had plans already drawn up and the night before going meet the uh, contractor with the plans, the Lord gave me a dream. And in the dream at night, the Lord walked me through this building from one end all over to the other, gave me everything in this dream. We got up the next morning, went to the contractor. I told him and showed him everything that I'd seen in the dream. And through that, this church and other churches were built. Now, did I come up with this plan? No. All the glory goes to God. He built it, he planned it, and he paid for it. And many times, I want you to get a hold of this. You ever heard of the saying, just sleep on it? That saying, just sleep on it, came from the Quakers, which was part of the community of our founding fathers. And when they would go to buy a horse, they just wouldn't sign the papers. They had the conviction that they needed to sleep on it to receive the counsel of God whether to do it the next day or not. It wouldn't be a bad ideal church that though Volkswagen says, sign and drive, it wouldn't be a bad idea to sleep on it. I know the guy who's selling you a car or a house is telling you, I've got five other people waiting if you don't want it. But it wouldn't be a bad idea before a business transaction, and especially before getting married and eloping, to sleep on it. Because it's while you're sleeping, he can keep you from doing the wrong decision, and he can keep your soul from the pit, and he can keep your life from perishing. So they had this conviction for the nighttime. Now listen, for a lot of people, when you go to bed, you lay there and you think about maybe the wrong things you did. You start thinking about the wrong decisions you made. Maybe the nighttime is a time where you think about horror or nightmares or you go to bed and you think somebody's going to break in your house in the nighttime. Your mind can go in so many directions. But I want to show you according to the word of God that if we would prepare ourselves to go to bed spiritually, God could speak and give us instructions at that moment like no other time. Do you hear me? So we want him to seal these instructions, and we want to hear these things from him. We want to say with me, I'm going to celebrate sleeping. Now, I know some of you don't have a problem with that. How many already don't have a problem with sleeping at night? Say with me, my Lord owns the night. I want you to get a new mindset here. 
You think you're just sleeping, but there's something spiritual happening. Now, I want you to see, like, for example, how many is looking forward for, to a nap this afternoon? How many love Sunday naps, huh? Well, listen, like you are looking forward to a nap on Sunday afternoon, you need to be looking forward to going sleep every night and preparing yourself in seven or eight, eight hours for God to reveal things to you. Now, this next Psalms, David is fleeing from Absalom, his son. Can you imagine your son is after you to kill you? I mean, who, who could sleep through that? But listen to what David says in chapter 3. Lord, how have they increased who trouble me? Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. But you, David starts changing it. But you, O oh Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice. He heard me from his holy heel. Now look what happens next. David is preparing himself for bed. Now look at verse 5. I lay down and slept. How many times do you hear people say, there's no sleeping for me tonight. Those kids just got me all messed up. My, the job, the economy. I listen to the news. I'm just expecting something bad to happen. David said, listen, I had everything in the world after me time and time again. But I started praising God from my bed. And I laid down and I slept. And I awoke for the Lord sustained me. And look what happens in verse 6. Because he slept, look at how the courage came up in him. This was his spirit speaking after he woke up. I will not be afraid of 10,000s of people who have set themselves round against me. He awoke up with a courage from the Lord because he went to sleep in preparing himself. Now my grandmother used to prepare herself for bed. She used to put her slippers on, her robe over her muumu, and she used to get noxema and put it all over her, her hair and a headband and put noxema over her face. And when we would get up during the night and she was going to the bathroom, it looked like a ghost was walking down the hall with all the white noxema. Now she prepared herself not only for bed, but to have great skin even up into her 80s because she prepared herself every night. I want you to see, and I want you to see these scriptures here. There would things would change in our life if we would prepare ourselves to go to bed. Stop watching the news at 10 o'clock and then go to sleep and expect to wake up refreshed the next day. Stop getting on Facebook and Instagram before you go to sleep. All those people. Oh, yeah. Turn it off and turn worship on. There's something about if you will invite God to come, he will come and give instructions into your heart and guide you during the day in areas you didn't even have planned or think of. There's times you hear me when I'm preaching up here and all of a sudden I start saying stuff and I say, Greg, make me a copy of that tape. Man, that's good. Why? Because it's not me that thought of that or prepared that. It was something that God put in my heart during the night that came out to feed the sheep. There's practices, there's ways, there's warnings, there's guidance as we sleep at night. Look what David said in Psalms 4, 4 and 8. Medi yeah, be, be angry and do not sin. I don't know how you do that, but anyway. This is what it goes on to say. Meditate within your heart on your what? Meditate on the Lord with your what? Heart on the bed and what? 
be still. That is the time to be still. And listen to what David said. I will both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone, O oh Lord, make me to dwell in safety. Listen, you got to get a hold of this. You got to understand that you need to sleep and you need to sleep good so that God can speak some things into your life. It says in Isaiah 30 verse 15, this is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness, say that with me. In quietness and trust is your strength. But you would have none of it. Oh no. Who can sleep with this going on? I can't sleep with this going on. There's just all these troubles, all these trials. Nothing's going to change. And you get yourself in an uproar and you give up a, a time of sleep and quietness for God to reveal things to you when you're finally still and quiet. First Peter 3, 3 says, an unfading beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit. When you're sleeping six, seven, eight hours, that's a moment where you are quiet and being still so God can speak to you. But what's important is in the afternoon that you start preparing yourself to sleep so that God can come in like the dew that falls upon the plants during the night to bring new life and beauty. It's a quiet and a gentle spirit. Listen, a quiet heart will give a quiet life. And how many want that? Amen. Most of the time at night, we entertain all these terrible thoughts and we're thinking of all these different things. How many of you know the news makes money by selling bad news? And at 6 o'clock, we're listening to the news. 10 o'clock, we're listening to it again. 10.30, we go to bed and we have the economy. We got murders. We got all the different things going on that they're cutting this out and cutting that out. And all of a sudden, our thoughts is all on that. And we go to bed and we don't sleep well. People... People wake up unrefreshed in the morning. People, Christians, are in a bad mood. We can't hear from God. We can't make decisions. The decisions we make aren't right because we're not doing things God's way. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 here. It says, go ahead and be angry. He's repeating David. It's okay to be angry, righteous anger. You do well to be angry. But don't use your anger as fuel for revenge. And don't stay angry. And look what it says. Don't go to where? Bed angry. Don't give the devil that kind of foothold. One translation says, don't go to bed irritated. Don't go to bed yelling or shouting. Many people say, oh, he just got up on the, so the wrong side of the bed. No, you went to bed wrong. You didn't get up on the wrong side of the bed. You went to bed wrong. You want a change, but you've got to change the way you prepare yourself on the first part of the day and then go to bed in the spirit. Now listen to this. This is David as he's running through the wilderness in Psalm 63, verse 1. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and a thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Now there's your direction for having a good night's sleep. It's not just NyQuil. It's meditating on the loving kindness and the goodness of God. David is preparing himself. And look what he goes on in verse uh, four, thus will I bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as marrow and fatness. My mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. And look here, when I remember you on my bed, 
I meditate on you in the night watches. Lord, I'm just going to value you. I'm going to worship you. I thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercies. I thank you that, I, Lord, in all my ways, I just give them to you and you direct my path. Lord, I just praise you for a good heart. I thank you that my heart and my mind is receptive to what you would speak to me tonight. And so I go into the night watches with my spirit. I'm going to sleep to get engaged with the spirit of God. I'm not going to sleep asking questions, worrying. I'm going to bed. Get this now. I'm going to bed to enjoy my God. I'm going to bed to enjoy my God. I'm not going to lay there and watch something. I'm not going to go to bed with CMT. I'm going to go to bed with glory hallelujah. I'm going to fill the room with an atmosphere and I'm going to meditate and I'm going to prepare an atmosphere to where God can come and speak to me and put things into my heart. It says in one, Psalms 127 verse 1 and 2, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Another translation says, he makes provision while they sleep. While I'm worrying about how I'm going to make a living, how I'm going to pay these bills. God, why haven't you come through? I go to sleep in the shadow of El Shaddai, the Lord my provider. I go to sleep in his presence, allowing him in stillness and quietness. Lord, you never slumber or sleep, so I'm going to sleep, and you can handle the situation. And while I'm sleeping, God is going to work. Listen to this. The Lord wants to do things for you while you're doing nothing. We get the mindset, we've got to work, and oh, i, I got to pray all night. And I have spent nights praying and didn't wake up any better in the morning. And I spent nights sleeping and wake up with the answer. You know, I wasn't doing anything for God when I got saved. And we have this mindset where, you know, I'm going to have to fast, I'm going to have to pray, I'm going to get all these scriptures about guidance, and those things are good. But yet he keeps telling us scripture after scripture the importance about just go to bed. Show me and the situation that you trust me. Just lay down, close your eyes, and just worship me. Worship me and allow me to go to work on your behalf. That way in the morning, it's okay. Psalms 91, 1 and 2. You who sit down in high God's presence, spend the night in shad eyes, shadow, Say this, God, you are my refuge, I trust in you, and I am safe. You spend the night, say with me, spend the night. You spend the night in Shaddai, El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. You spend the night in his shadow. His shadow is over you as you're sleeping. I'm, having a, I'm going to have a good night's sleep. Devil, you are not going to rob the joy of eating and you're not going to rob the joy of sleeping because God made it. He has started the, eat more, the day from the evening to the morning. What did he do with the water to wine? He saved the best wine for last. He knows the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. As we get this mindset that I've got to start preparing for tomorrow, this afternoon, and when I go to bed, the supernatural things are going to be spoken and done for me while I'm asleep. It, sounds, it says, in Psalm 16, 7, 11. I will bless the Lord who gives me counsel. My heart instructs me in the what? 
the night seasons. You see, God can speak to you when you're not even conscious or awake. You're just sleeping. It says, my heart instructs me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, look at this. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. And my body also will rest in hope. I hear so many believers Pastor, I don't sleep good. I don't rest good. I'll sleep for a few minutes and then I'll, I'll wake up. And you hear so many people, I wake up tired. I just don't feel like I can make it this day. Oh, where's my coffee? David is saying, listen, thank God for coffee, but I've got something better. If you would start your evening and you would go to bed expecting for the Holy Spirit to engage in your heart and your mind, if you would go to bed with things that are positive and edifying instead of things that bring you down and blog your mind, if you would go to bed and stay in, instead of staying up late at night and watching all kind of things on TV, then God can come to your rescue. But as long as you are engaged in things that fill your mind with things that do not make a breakthrough, then you stay in the same place there where you are and you wake up and your body is tarder in the morning than it was when you went to bed at night. Are you listening to me? It's like, you know, on this trip, my wife and I went to celebrate our 31st year anniversary. And I went up to the counter, and I pulled out my senior citizen AARP card. I just pulled it out and threw it on the desk. And he looked at me. He says, I want to have some ID. I pulled out my, my driver's license, and I gave him my driver's license. And he says, you can't be 50. There it is on the ID. You can't be 50. And everywhere we went, I pulled out my senior citizen card now that I'm 50. And I got my discount on all this stuff. And some of it was good discounts. And I pulled out that AARP. And nobody could believe I'm 50. Well, my wife can tell you that when my head hits the pillow, I'm out. I believe in sleeping beauty. And I believe it's the Holy Ghost that comes, gives me the kiss to wake me up. So all you people, all you ladies who like sleeping, men, listen to me. If you want peace in your house, let her sleep. Because she needs time to hear from God. You can hear in six hours. She might need nine, ten hours of beauty sleep. But, you, but you've got... To get into that peaceful state of sleep so that God can refresh your bodies. It says, my heart instructs me. That word heart there is the Hebrew word for kidneys. How many know when your kidneys wake you up at night? <laughs> well, this word, <laughs> this word, it's not that type of kidney. This word kidney <laughs> speaks of the seat of affection. It's the most tenderest part of your heart. It's the place where I learn best from God. It's the dwelling place to better hear and respond of God. It's the place where ministry and motives and moves are made. Listen, worship team. You want to write some songs. Some of you want to write some poems. Some of you want to be able to tell your children the right thing. Some of you want God to speak to your children. Well, what did my parents used to tell me? Boys, go to sleep. Remember when you're talking in bed and everything? Boys, go to sleep. Well, listen, 
When they're sleeping, you just pray dreams on them. You just pray revelations to be sealed in their heart. But also, you writers, you pray that God will seal songs in your heart. And that he will bring it back to your memory. And that he will sing. There will be melodies. And you wake up in the morning and you're going, where did that song come from? I never heard that song before. It's because while you were sleeping, instead of staying all night, trying to be a, a, a blonde head with bright red lipstick, writing some songs about some ex-boyfriend... Instead of staying up all night trying to write some songs, you just worship God, go to sleep, and the songs will be written down into your soul. And when they come alive, they'll come alive. It's what, how God gives messages. It's how God gives revelation. It's how God refreshes you. It's how God enlightens you. It's God, how God warns you. And many people say, I don't believe in all that stuff. Listen, if God could keep Balaam from dying by the sword of an angel with the voice of a donkey. How much more can he warn us through a dream or a vision of the night? Can I hear an amen? When we, when we sleep, we wake up transformed. We wake up in his likeness. We wake up in deliverance. Uh, we, 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 our eyes are open. And remember when Peter fell asleep on the roof, he had a vision and he was caught up in that vision. I need something to catch my spirit up because it's stuck down in there in the problem. I keep believing. No. And even with the dream, I'll argue with God. That's why many times God has to speak to us when we're sleeping. Because if we would be awake, we would argue with God. Well, I wasn't taught that in Sunday school. God says, I don't care what you were taught in Sunday school. I'm the God trying to talk to you. I'm trying to show you how to do it. And so we have to come to sleep. So I'm believing that it is the end of nightmares for you. I believe it's transitional time. I believe that he watches over those who have the watch of the Lord. He'll watch what concerns me. And listen, I want to give you one more scripture. man. I, I love this one. Look at Jeremiah 31, 25. Oh, that's Psalm 17. That's the message. I passed that one up. Look at Jeremiah 31, 25 and 26. I'll refresh tired bodies now how many of you receive that in jesus name amen i'll refresh tired bodies and look at this i'll restore tired souls you know what your soul is it's your emotion it's your memory it's your intellect it's how you think and he says i'm going to refresh your emotions because listen your emotions is not made to go through craziness every day without you having a breakdown you ever hear people say I think I'm losing it well you probably are <laughs> well what do I do sleep no but I feel like I need to pray for a fourth night no you need to go to sleep because I tell you what what God to do for you while you're sleeping God to raise up somebody else to pray for you in your place Jesus is already praying for you. So he says here, I'll refresh tired bodies. Glory to God. I'll restore tired souls. And look at verse 26. Just then, I woke up and I looked around. What a pleasant and satisfying sleep. Do you get that? How many wants a pleasant, satisfying sleep? Pastor, I haven't slept more than two hours for the last month. Every night, I only sleep two hours. Turn your phone off. Turn the TV off. Sit in Shaddai's shadow with the word. Go to sleep with the word. Close your eyes rejoicing in the God of your salvation. 
just lay there and don't allow any other thoughts to come in your mind. And just, just think about Jesus. Just see the blood. Just think about the scripture. Start singing a song. Think about his loving kindness. Thank him for peace and thank him for rest. All of a sudden you find yourself just going to sleep. Listen, if you let it, you'll fall asleep in line at Walmart. <laughs> you'll fall asleep with your eyes open. You'll fall asleep outside in the easy chair when you wake up your sunburned. That happened to me a week ago. I mean, I mean it, it, it's amazing that when you enter into the rest of God, your body gets renewed, your body gets restored, your mind gets renewed, you get answers from God, your life starts making decisions, you see things start coming to pass, and life is not a chore. You don't go to bed saying, I don't want to get up in the morning. No, you want to go to bed. I looked up around, and I had a pleasant, satisfying sleep because I know my God's in control. Now, this is what the, and I'm going to finish with this. This is what the commentary said. Bodily sleep is a gift of God to you, his beloved. We owe it to his goodness that our sleep is safe, that is sweet. And God gives us sleep as he gives us, gives, gives it to his beloved when we give it. And we receive it as grace and we put down fears that trouble our soul. And we awake to be with him and like him and receive the refreshment of sleep that we do for him. He gives his beloved sleep. That is quietness and contentment of mind. Comfortable enjoyment of what is pleasant and comfortable expectation of what is to come. Our care must be to keep ourselves in the love of God. And then we may be easy to live with and to live with others in this world. How many believe that? Well, why isn't God doing things for me? You're not giving him the time to put it together and seal it in your heart. You're staying up at night and you're remembering the things you've done wrong. You where's the favor of God? Listen, I want to pray for you today. I want you to stand up if you don't mind. I want to pray for you today because I hear it so much. And as a shepherd, I wanted to feed you from sleeplessness to sleeping like an angel. Can I hear an amen? Are you ready to sleep like a baby? Are you ready to get revelation while you sleep? Are you ready to be restored? You ready to be renewed? Are you ready that while you sleep that the Holy Spirit is doing things inside of your body that you're not living with worry and cares? You're not going to bed mad. Can I hear an amen? You're not going to bed with all the stuff from the day before or that day. You're, you're at 5.55. You've got to finish it. You hear me? You want, you want a good Monday. Well, today at 5.55, you need to go and you need, you need to bury that hatchet. At 5.55, you need to go, okay? No more shouting, no more yelling. Honey, I'm sorry. I'm the one who's wrong. <laughs> Will you forgive me? And now we can go to sleep. <laughs> Whatever it may be. Whatever thing somebody has done or told you. You leave it and you lose it. Before the evening. And you go, I am stepping into my Monday today. And I'm expecting God to reveal himself and show himself strong on my behalf. Now this is a Hebrew mindset. This is the way God meant it. And you can see it all through the word of God. How the evening, the first day started in the evening and it went on and on and on. I want you to pray about this. Meditate on it. You got these scriptures in your bulletin. I want you to pray about it. I want you to meditate, read it, and practice it. 
I want you to see if some change come to your life because we can do so many things, but there's a lot of things we don't do. And as we learn these things, we've got to put them in practice and we'll see our lives change. So bow your heads and let me pray over you if you don't mind. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we praise you as we saw in your word, even with everything David went through, he wasn't going to allow what he went through to steal the gift of sleep you gave him. And through that gift of sleep, we know that you established him, but also Solomon. And Lord, I ask you right now over every one of your children to give each and every one the grace and the strength and the peace to better lay down in their beds at night, that their minds, their emotions be still. Everything shuts off, and they were able to go into a deep sleep. I come against insomnia. I come against the worries and cares, the confusions, the questions, the curiosity, whatever things may be to keep them up during the night. I ask you that, Lord, our mind is set on you when it's time to go to bed. Lord, I praise you that, Lord, as we practice these things in your word, though simple they may seem, I think that changes will change things. I think, Lord, these small changes are going to change things in people's lives. I speak rest and peace to their bodies. I speak a mind that, and the memory that works. I speak renewal to the marrow of their bones and joints. I speak healings to their emotions, their souls, and their nerves. I thank you, Father, for renewing the youth of each and every one here as we go into that restful place of sleep. I thank you that at night we cast our cares upon you knowing you care for us. So I decree in Jesus' name that for word of grace, our church, they sleep deep and sweet all night long. And you give revelations and words and counsel in their heart. It is sealed. And during the day and during their life, they're guided by your spirit. We give you praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. And the church says, amen. amen. Do you receive that? Come on. Receive it. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to ask you, would you bow your head and close your eyes, please? No one looking around. I've got to give them most important part of this service which is the invitation as you're there praying what Christians praying if there's somebody here today that you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior I want to give you the opportunity to right now to just raise your hand right there where you are and say I need forgiveness of my sins I need my my life to be saved I want to live in heaven forever that's you just raise your hand anyone at all I want to surrender to the Lord today anyone at all Anyone at all, today you want to give your life to Christ. Anyone at all. Praise God. Just keep your head bowed and eyes closed. Thank God you're saved. But please keep your head bowed and your, your head bowed and your eyes are closed. Is there someone here today that you say, Preacher, I am under a heavy burden. I am facing a situation. I don't know what to do about it. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. Anyone at all? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. You can raise it and put it down. Let me ask you another question. Is there anybody here you haven't been sleeping at night? Would you raise your hand? Anyone at all? Okay, hands over here, over here, over here. Many of them are the same people who's going through things who are raising their hands. You can put it down. Now, Father, you are called the God of all comfort. And you see the hands of these, and Lord, you even saw the tears 
of those who are going through things right now that just seem so hard and so oppressing. Lord, I praise you that you're the God who lifts the burdens and you even destroy the yokes. Lord, I pray for those who raised their hands, who have been yoked to things. They are weighed down with things. Even the yokes of slavery seem to have them enslaved to relationships, situations, and a lifestyle. Lord, there are those here today that are seeking, Lord God, an escape, an exit from the lifestyle they've been living. Lord, I pray in the precious name of Jesus right now that you infuse them with your Holy Spirit and fill them with your power and open their eyes. And I ask you to speak to them and guide them and lead them in the way everlasting so that they will know, Lord, see you working behind the scenes, that they will see your miraculous power shouting, I'm right here, I'm right here, I'm going to work on your behalf. Lord, I speak peace to their minds and their heart. I ask you to turn those situations around. Lord, you said any man lacks, lacks wisdom to ask of you, and you'll give it liberally. I ask you to give them the spirit of wisdom, counsel, instruction, and understanding for their situation. I declare they will live and not die in victory and in peace. I declare that this day they're walking into a new area to triumph with you. I declare this very day that there is a sense of you coming up on the inside of them, in their hearts and their minds and emotions, that you're the God who sets them free. So, Father, I speak peace over them in Jesus' name. I thank you for rescuing them from that situation. We bind the works of the enemy that's trying to come upon them and bear down upon them right now. I bind the power of the enemy that's telling them there's no hope and it's the end. I come against the lies of the enemy that's been telling them that many things they're going through is their fault and there is never a way out. Lord, you said in your word, you are the way, the truth, and the life. And I praise you right now, you are that door that no man can shut. And I praise you for opening opportunities to these people, each and every one who raised their hand, to walk out of that dungeon, that pit, into a life that is abounding with your fullness and your glory. I praise you their life shall be a testimony of what you have done and what you're able to do. I thank you for your glory raining down upon them now and a new change coming up on the inside. Lord, I give you all the praise and all the glory. As in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's give God the praise. Let's praise him. <laughs> Hallelujah.